Campbell has come back from behind. They will go to the final four. Outside of my six children being born, this is the happiest day of my life. But I will say this to you, the game ball goes to this group back here. To our fans, yes! Right there, yes! It's time to go inside the press box. Presented by Dream J.P. Pirtle Realtors. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 502-384-1450. Now, here's your host, Nick Coffey. Good afternoon. Welcome inside the press box here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. I'm Nick Coffey, the creator and publisher of thecardinalconnect.com. Extremely excited to be here with you on a huge Monday afternoon. Coming off one of the more memorable days in Louisville basketball history, at least that I can remember, uh, in my 25 years uh, being on earth. And, and obviously they didn't hang any banners and cut down any nets. Um, but just an overall big day, not just for Rick Pitino and his program as they advance to their second consecutive Final Four, but Jeff Walls and the Lady Cards pulling off the biggest upset that I can think of when it comes to college hoops um, it is huge. We'll get to all that. We've got plenty of things to get to this afternoon. Now's your opportunity to get involved if you'd like. 502-384-1450 is the phone number. That is the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. That's the, the Oxmoor Ford service is located next to the Oxmoor Mall with a free shuttle service and a clean customer lounge, also with free Wi-Fi, big screens, business center, and friendly people. Once again, that is the Oxmoor Ford Service Department. And the phone number is 502-384-1450. We'll get right into yesterday's game and... What I talked about, are the, the first thing, and, and if you listen to yesterday's postgame show, which we had, uh, we had a, a number of issues, but we didn't let it get us down. It was a, too many good things going on. Um, so, but if you did listen to the postgame show, you're probably going to hear a lot of the same thing, at least in this opening segment, just about the entire um, you know, reaction from yesterday's game. And it, it's, a, it's a funny feeling for Louisville fans, and I think it's slowly starting to kind of fade away, especially when you see the progress that Kevin Ware has made in the last 24, actually not even 24 hours. Um, but since having surgery, since like he's doing as, as good as he can, all things considered. But Louisville is going to their second consecutive Final Four. They knock off Duke, a team that I and, I and I can't speak for anybody but myself. But Duke is the team that one team that I didn't want to play, not because I think that they were better than Louisville, but I thought they were a team that could really give Louisville not necessarily even a matchup problem, but a team that could really make Louisville pay for their mistakes. Very well coached team, obviously one of the best um, to ever to ever coach in this college game, but. When you look at after the game, you're obviously very excited because Louisville won and they did it for Kevin Ware, a guy who had his leg broken um, with just about five minutes, five, six minutes left in that first half. One of the worst injuries we've seen on TV ever um, that I can remember. I watched it first time around. I haven't watched it since and I don't plan on it. Um, But even though there's the excitement because you're going back to the Final Four and you're the clear-cut favorite to win the national championship. I mean, I don't think I'm out of line by saying that Louisville is the clear-cut favorite. Obviously, if they get past Wichita State, which we think they will, they're going to run into a Syracuse or uh, or a Michigan team that's playing very well right now, too. But Louisville is the favorite. But yet there's some kind of a, of, a, of a bizarre feeling to it. Because although we're excited about what happened yesterday, you're also, you can't, I, I personally cannot get Kevin Ware's injury out of my mind. It's it's that bad. It was that, I mean, it, it, it's starting to get better now that you're almost 24 hours removed from it and you can, you see the positive vibes that he's getting from everybody around the country and it's that that's something to 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 make you feel a little bit better about it. But you're excited, but you're also just thinking about that injury. And for 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 a guy who you know, I've been I've been a Louisville fan since I've been alive, been covering him for a few years now. And the feeling that I had in my stomach, not only because of it was a gruesome injury, just one of the hardest things to actually see, but the reaction, the raw emotion 
and I don't want to get sentimental here. I mean, we're going to talk, it's March Madness, we'll get to all that. But I mean, I ne- the feeling I had when all that was going down was something I've never had in my life. It, it didn't really necessarily, you weren't really thinking about if they're going to win the game anymore. You were just seeing the raw emotion from Rick Pitino, his staff, and the players. It was, it was something else. I mean, Russ Smith, Gorky Zhang were visibly in tears. And, and Peyton Siva drops to one knee and, and is praying. And it, it, you really, I, I don't know how, I don't know how they, they, they were able to put it behind them, but they did it. And if I, if, you know, Patino did say this, and I guess you would expect every coach to say this, but he said that without Kevin Ware's words on the sideline, you know, that, that he didn't think they, were, they would have been able to pull through. Bacon, did you go to the game? I did. So you didn't. Act, I'm sure, have you seen the replay? And here, no, I okay. won't watch it. And that's fine. I don't. I don't recommend that you watch the replay of the injury. But there was a really. I tell you this. I, I'm glad I stayed back and and, wa- and watched on TV. And of course, to, to do the post game show and all that. But I don't think you could really. If you're there, you can't understand what like I would. I would recommend you go back after the injury because they only show it a few times, which is yeah. a few times too many afterwards. But Clark Kellogg. Jim Nance were literally they, they were at a loss for they couldn't speak. It well, was silent. And you could hear the camera was over there on Kevin Ware around him. And because they were at a loss for words, the analysts, you could hear what the bench was saying. I mean, you could hear Rick Patino yelling at his guys. And what really not only are you um, you know, are you really down and sad because of what just happened to Kevin Ware, you don't really you're at that time you're thinking, you know, how bad is this? Is he ever gonna play again? Those kind of things. I thought career over when I saw it. It, it was it was I mean it, and that's yeah. hard to you know, it's hard to think that otherwise. So the way that looked and how bad it really was, especially the reaction from his teammates, but the whole four minutes, five minutes of where he's on the ground, they're bringing out the stretcher, the team is is crying. That was something that changed everything. And you could hear Rick Pitino. Did you get teary eyed? I did. I, I wept. I, for, I, I first time I actually said I that I did. Little, little I did misty, because yeah. of that. Because of that, and it was one of the most badass. Like it, it's something you'd see in a movie because you have the the, the, the analysts are they stop they just they they're literally there's they, nothing they can say they they're they're not they're I done talking it about when I got it home, and so. you can hear the first thing I hear is. Trez, get get in get in for Shane. Trez, and I'm thinking he's not talking about Kevin Ware. He's talking about Shane Mahanan. Turns out Shane Mahanan goes behind the bench and, and is, uh, is is going to throw up because that's how bad it looked. And then all of a sudden, you see, you know after the guys have have cried have cried a little bit, Gorky Zhang and Russ are, are in tears. Siva's praying. You hear Patino yelling, "Get over here! He wants to talk to you." I'm like, what? And you could see. Kevin Ware's obviously going a little, not not hysterical. He's kind of calmed down a little bit. Then he's getting very emotional, and you don't know if it's because he's in an extreme amount of pain, which I'm sure that had something to do with it. But he's yelling at his teammates, "Don't worry about me. Get this win. Get this win." And that's something that is un. That's just talking about it right now. It gives me goosebumps. I've hey. never had a feeling like that ever. And I think and for them to be able to get past that and, and go out there and continue the game plan and put up a defensive performance like they did for that 10-minute stretch in the second half, it's probably because they wanted to do it for Kevin Ware, and he told them, don't worry, I'm going to be okay. I mean, I, I don't know how he didn't pass out, to be honest with you. I don't know I, how you do it on the court. As a spectator, I couldn't even regroup enough for the last next maybe seven minutes of action in that first half leading into overtime. I mean, I was in the halftime. I was still just trying to get over it. I mean, I don't know how you could do it on the court. Maybe just playing, obviously playing the game, it just kind of falls out of your mind because you're concentrating on the game, hopefully. But even as a spectator, it was still in my head thinking, man, how do you 
I don't even know how to watch this game without getting that out of my it head. It was hard to re- once once you know I think the Luke Hancock three and that kind of sh- it, it started stretching a little bit. You started to kind of get over it, but even in the in the second half, there was still that that little feel that was just yikes. You know, this is it, this, it, it's not all about wins and losses, which I, really it is. It's a business, and I get all that. But there was something about the way everybody kind of came together and and. There's nothing fake or you know staged about this team's feelings and love for one another, as if it's a family. I don't know every every team says that, and in in every team acts that way. But I don't know. If, I mean, the way they 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 reacted and, and had to see what they had, it's it, it, you're almost at a loss for words. Where where do you know what, what do you even say? It's just something that was remarkable. Um, this team didn't play great before that injury. They did put together a good performance defensively after that. And we're going to get to the, to the game and all that and, and going forward and, 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 you know, the entire breakdown. The Final Four field is set. Louisville's going to Atlanta. But I couldn't open the show without talking about it. I know it's, it's all you've heard about today. And it's not just something that's on, you know, on, on the local programming here at 1450. It's, it's all around the country. Dr. Oz tweeting out. LeBron James, Kobe Bryant tweeting out. Lil Wayne, Weezy F tweeting out to, to Kevin Ware. Um, I think the NCAA president, Mark Emmert, stopped by today to see, to see Kevin Ware. Um, and for, I'm sure a lot of people have heard the update by now on Kevin Ware, but he had, he had surgery last night, a successful surgery. I think within three hours of, of the accident, he, or of, of the injury, he was already having surgery. Um, it, it's, a, it's a double, it's a compound. It, it basically, he has broken his, his leg in half, and uh, it, they say he's already, I don't know how much he's really on crutches. They did post that picture. It sounds like he just needs to be kind of getting up and moving around a little bit regardless if he's using assistance from crutches because they want the the blood to get flowing. I guess the biggest risk right now, and I'm probably sound like an ass because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm not a medical professional. But it sounds like the infe- an infection is the biggest concern right now. And Kevin won't be able to go with the team to Atlanta if he does get an infection. I guess those are very common in these kind of things. But um, it, it sounds like considering the, the, the this major surgery that he just had, he's doing it as good as he can. Best port, best picture out there of all of them that have been released. Him staying on the crutches is good. The, the upper body scene of him holding on to his teammates, telling him to go win it for me is good. Best one I think so far is, is the hotel room, uh, the hospital room where he's sleeping and he's clutching on to the Reese Regional Trophy. Oh, you yeah. can tell he's I mean, asleep was... and he's just holding on to that trophy. That is by far the best picture out there. And I, I, did the, I did the Sunday sports buzz last night with Greg Brown, and as soon as we went off air, I— Good job, I, by the way. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, DVR um, didn't watch it when I got, I've got on. A, I've got a funny story about that. I'm going to have to have to wait um, and, and tell you in the final segment. And do not let me forget to tell this because I am I think I'm being April Fool's, but I don't know for sure, and I'm kind of concerned. But we'll get to that later. 502-384-1450 is the number if you guys want to get involved in the conversation, talk a little bit more about Louisville's game yesterday against Duke. And we'll get to the X's and O's and the numbers and all that, breaking down that after this first break. I want to remind you guys, I, I don't know how I forgot to do it in the open here, but today's show, as always, is proudly presented to you by Dream JP Proto Realtors. If you're buying or selling a home, there's only one call that you need to make. That is Dream JP Proto Realtors, 458-2722. You can also check them out at jpsold.com. I'm going to open up the phone lines now if you guys want to get involved. Take our break. Come back on the other side. Talk much more about Louisville's win against Duke. And also, we, we are going to get to the lady cards pulling off. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Brittany Griner. It was the upset heard around the world. It was a great day yesterday to be a Louisville fan. We'll get to all that. Make sure you guys stick with us here. Inside the Press Box, presented to you by Dream JP Proto Realtors. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play. And we ride on them things like every day. Big beats, hit streets, see gangsters roaming. And parties don't stop till 8 in the morning. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play. 
and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, uh -huh. and parties don't stop yeah. till eight uh -huh. in the morning. You are inside the press box, presented by Dream JP Pirtle Realtors. To get involved on the show, call in on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 502 384 1450. You are inside the press box, presented by Dream JP Purtle Realtors. To get involved on the show, call in on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 502 384 1450. Welcome back inside the press box here on 1450, the sports buzz presented to you by Dream JP Purtle Realtors. Nick Coffee here hanging out with you until 6 o'clock. 502-384-1450 is the number if you guys want to get involved in the conversation. Spent the entire first segment talking about not only Louisville's win, but also um, Kevin Ware's injury and just the whole uh, you know the whole emotional day that it was for Louisville fans. Emotional but great in a way because you've got Louisville fans getting to uh, Louisville basketball, men's basketball, getting to the Final Four, second consecutive year, getting past Duke, and then also the Lady Cards pulling off the, the upset herd around the world, knocking off the the great Baylor women's team, which uh, just you know obviously that's one of the best women's team that I can that I've ever seen in my life. I mean honestly, I don't that team could probably beat a lot of WNBA teams. But we're we're gonna go to the phone lines, talk a little bit more about yesterday's game against Duke. Let's go to Kevin. Welcome inside the press box, Kevin. Hey, how you doing today? You doing? I'm doing good, Kevin. Good to be a Louisville fan, isn't it? You ain't kidding me. I see you got the, you know, I don't know, last week you was a little, you was a, you was a nerve of a, a ball of nerves. I was, man. I was I was on edge a little bit. You should have seen me yesterday in church. <laughs> hey, I think you can get that out of your system now. That'd be all right. I'm a little hoarse myself because I, I was at the game yesterday. Man, I tell you, when that, when that happened, I mean, because you didn't, I mean, where I was, I mean, you really didn't know what was going on. You just kind of see players all laying out on the court, and you're like, what the hell going to happen? You know? Yeah, that's that's why well, I said earlier that I honestly think that you to really get a whole feel for the thing and, and to see the reaction up close and personal, see the tears from Patino and the players, seeing that on TV, it, it was bad because you had to see it over and over. They kept replaying it. But that's how I think being able to see it. I think as, as there as a fan, you knew something was serious. But I'm sure, I mean, the national radio guys, um, I heard the replay of that. They literally were saying, what the hell's going on? Why, why, are, why are these players turning their head and crying? What happened? Yeah, and then you see that, uh, and it was real eerie because then once you seen the, the flat board come out, then you're kind of thinking, okay, it's one thing. And then all of a sudden, I've seen the stretcher come, and then that's when the people in my section, everybody was like, oh my God, you know, you, how often do you see a stretcher on a basketball court? You know, and it was, uh, was kind of unnerving. And, uh, but I tell you one, one thing I'll say, oh my, I, this team, this is what I know now, it's, it's, it's just destiny for Louisville to win it. It is, year. absolutely. Yeah. For a team to come back like that, oh, man. To fight through something like that, they, this is a team that is destined for a national championship. And while I got you in the line, Kevin, you've been watching Louisville basketball for a long time. I want to try to get to this yeah. in today's show, and if I don't, I'm going to get into it later this week. But I'm ready to go ahead and say it. Russ Smith is the best player to play for Louisville basketball since Dewan Wheat, and he, may, he, he might be neck and neck with Dewan Wheat. Russ Smith is so damn good. Yeah, I, yeah, he's I, since Dewan we I'll give him that. I, 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 I'd say he's one A and 
Key wheels one B, but I give him a slight edge. Yeah, I mean back to back Final Fours for Russ. That's that's something else. And, and to Russ's credit, he does he does play with a lot better players than Dewan did back in the nineties. But Russ Smith, watching him play, he is literally unguardable in transition. He he I, Louisville's never. I'll say this: I've Louisville's never had a, a a scorer like Russ Smith, a guy who can literally just he's instant offense at times. It's it's he's a fun guy to watch and. I know he's not projected to go very high in the draft by a lot of people, but I have a tough time thinking that there's not five to six, maybe more teams that would be willing to take a shot on him in the first round. Yeah, and another thing, Rick is, you know, and Rick has embraced him since last year to realize, to sure, to just let Russ do his thing, and Russ hasn't disappointed him, and you know, so I give a lot of credit to that to Rick too, you know. Oh, absolutely, and let- go ahead. Yeah, and uh, one more thing about Rick, and oh man, I tell you, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I've not been a, I've never really been a, a Rick Patino lover. Sure. But I'll tell you what, this, these last couple of years, and especially this year, I mean, it's finally where we've got some sustained success because, I mean, he's had it since he's been here, but it, it hadn't been of this level. The level he's doing right now, like back to back, that is like what he had going on at Kentucky. The, the back-to-back success in the tournament, the recruiting seems to picked up a lot. And it's, I mean, he's, man, I'm glad that he finally got it going. No, he does. And thank you for the call, Kevin. I appreciate it as always. And, yeah, I, Greg Brown mentioned it last night, and I'm not going to get onto this today. I'm not going to steal Greg's topic because it was a good topic. I do want to get back to the phone lines for those who are holding. 502-384-1450 is the number. But Greg asked this question. I'm just going to throw it out there and let you sit on it for a couple of days until maybe until the season ends and then we can talk about it. But if Rick Pitino wins a championship this year, you look at what, what he's done in the last five years, Hard to argue that he wouldn't be neck and neck or maybe a step above John Calipari because you got to think Calipari did go to the NIT one year. That's something Rick Pitino didn't do. And you're only judged by winning a championship and getting to a Final Four. I get that, and I get, I don't know if that's fair, but that's reality. I mean, it's, it's the truth. Rick Pitino, I didn't even realize this till I put up my, my postgame article on Friday night. With, with the win over Oregon to get to the Elite Eight, Rick Pitino was playing in his fourth regional final in six years. That's pretty impressive. That's you know, especially now going back to back to the Final Four and being the favorite to win the championship. Um, hard to really fault the guy. I know he, it, thirteen years in, you just want to get that championship, get the monkey off your back. Uh, but it certainly looks like he's got a good chance of getting that done. Five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty is the phone number. That is the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. Mayor, welcome inside the press box, man. What's up, guys? Good to hear you today. Um, it's uh, it was cool last night leaving. Um, and stopping at a place in Indianapolis watching the end of that girls game. And, man, I tell you what, that's Shoni Schemmel. I think she's Russ Smith, the female oh, she version is. of Russ Smith. Dude, Shoni Schemmel, I'll tell you this, Mayor. I, you know, obviously I'm a fan of Louisville. You know that. But when you get to the point now where these guys are kind of, you know, I'm, I'm older than the players now, so I, I, I root for them, but I don't get fan. You know what I mean? I don't get to where if I see them out, I'm going to go, hey, let's take a picture and get an autograph, unless, of course, it's Corky Zhang. I'm a fan of Shoni Shemmel. I think she's just a badass because I liked her a whole lot because she had so much confidence when she was a freshman. But to seeing her get up in Brittany Griner's grill last night and, and after the game, she had the best quote ever. Um, yeah, she's great, but she's human. She's Brittany Griner. I'm Shoni Schimmel. I just thought that was so badass. Yeah, and she she goes out and hits five out of eight threes. Of course, she puts it up there. She, I mean, yeah, she does. You just gotta love her the way she handles the ball. I mean, she is just 
Golly, she makes you know, it, she makes it entertaining her, though, and, and that's something you can't always say about women's hoops. I'm just being honest. I know a lot of people don't like that, but she she even though she'll jack it up and she'll turn it over, she gives you some entertainment value. Yeah, that's what I always say too. And if you're a fan and and you've never gone out and watched the girls, you need to get out there while Shoney's still around. I said that her freshman year, dude. She is she's unbelievable. But um, anyway, and that was really that was one of the great. Uh, upsets of all time, but <clears throat> back to the guys, I tell you, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, obviously you feel horribly for Kevin Ware and what happened there it was just a freak accident. And there are a couple of things that I kind of took away. I, I'm a little bit concerned, uh, not 100% concerned, um, because every time I'm looking, CBS Sports Network showing a couple games, and every time I look at it, Kevin Ware's on the floor. So I, I think that, you know, he was starting to play a lot more than maybe we kind of realized here. Uh, oh, yeah, I and, agree. you know, at the beginning he was there pretty much for a, a breather for Russ and Steven, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, man, that kid can score, man. But anyway, you know, it is what it is. But here's the one thing, and this is with all due respect to Kevin and, and what happened to him, which was absolutely horrible. I kind of feel sorry for the fans and the players um, because, and selfishly saying, okay, it, you know, it, it was kind of weird last night. You know, we were excited, but also you felt like you got punched in the stomach, you know. And, Absolutely. And even today, like you said, you just sit around, you're just like, God, you just bummed out for the guy. And uh, it should be such a uh, such a fantastic experience and a, a time of elation for the, for the fans. But I think it just shows that fans are, our fans are, and I'm not discounting any other fans, I promise, but our fans are just good, that good of people where they're actually kind of sad after one of the most fantastic wins. And when you look at running Duke out of the building, one of the most fantastic wins in the in the program's history to get to the Final Four. And the fans are all bummed out. It's, uh, I think it's just something about our fan base. No, I couldn't, have, I couldn't have said it better, Mayor. I mean, I think that just goes to show you that this, the, you know, it, it all, you know, maybe, maybe as, as much as I make fun of the L1C4 because I think it's cheesy sometimes, it, that's exactly yeah. what it was yesterday. It, it was you know, Louisville forever. I mean, it was, that's, it was, they were excited, but it, it also, you know, they, they were more concerned. The bigger issue for them, not, they were excited that they won it, but they were even more excited because they won it for Kevin Ware. I think if Kevin Ware would have been there, there'd have been no injury and Louisville won that game. Obviously the fans would be excited and they'd be celebrating, but the team wouldn't have been as overly joyed because their mind, they didn't cut down the net Chester. Their mind is still on that main goal, which is a national championship, but they were celebrating because yeah. they did it for Kevin Ware. And how weird was it when we, uh, when, when the, the players are all at half court, they're all excited, and they just walked off. They brought the, the ladders out, kids walked right by the ladders and into the locker room. It was kind of like, it was kinda like a mic drop, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a mic drop. That's exactly what it was. And uh, Anyway, but for all you fans out there, like I said, CBS Sports Network right now, the Louisville Oregon game's on, and I assume the next game they'll play uh, because they played the Colorado State game earlier today that's channel 968 on cable um i I assume they'll play the uh duke game next so just so you know and a great job as usual guys go cards thanks mayor appreciate it my man 502-384-1450 is number for you guys want to get involved got a couple lines open we'll get back to the phones here uh, as soon as possible um go ahead bacon i was gonna tell you 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 mentioned the net thing and you know me i I buy shirts for everything we went to final four last year i think i bought like 10 final four shirts before i went down there I went the same route as the team. I'm not buying a Final Four shirt this year. I am saving my money. 
I'm not cutting down the nets, so to speak, you're, from the fanhood. Yeah, I am buying not, a championship shirt. Yeah, you're, you only won the championship t-shirt. Exactly. That's, that's kind of the aspirations this year. That's 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 a that's a good point. But um, I want to get back to talking about the Duke game before we get back to the phone lines, and then of course we will get to the women's game as well. Um, but. I, I, you know, Kevin called in and poked fun of me earlier, which is fine because he's right. I was a little nervous, more nervous than I should have been, and I was nervous about the Oregon game just because I thought you could you could have a let up, you you could have a game where it's hard to really because you know you're going to play a great team if you get past them. You're going to either play Michigan State or Duke, two teams that are going to give you a test. I wasn't nervous about that game as if oh my God they're going to lose because I knew they would have to play well in order to go out and get a win. I didn't expect them to come out because I honestly don't think they played great. To be honest with you, they shot two of thirteen from three-point range. One of those threes came by Tim Henderson. But I didn't think that they could do that and, and beat Duke the way they did, but it just came down to their defense. But Louisville is a team that gambles a lot. And they're so good and so balanced that they, they, they're they able to gamble. It's, it's, it's like they're sitting at the, you know, the blackjack table, and they gamble and gamble and gamble, but they always leave with a lot more money in their pocket than they came with because they're that good. But Duke's a team that if you gamble, they will make you pay. And Duke did that early on. And it's a couple of Louisville's early mistakes Duke took advantage of. A couple of lost rotations. Duke found Plumley and Kelly underneath the rim for wide open layoffs. I mean, that Duke will make you pay. And that's why I didn't want to play Duke. I did, you know, I got to give credit to my dad. We were at church for, for Easter Sunday yesterday. And then afterwards, and I was kind of, you know, I literally couldn't sit still. I was, and it's because it's, it's that kind of year. It's the year where you know this team, damn it, they deserve a national championship. They are the best team in the country. And if they don't get it, it's going to be a shame because they're going to have a slip up. That's what I'm thinking now. So every game I'm thinking, well, they could slip up. They could, they could lay an egg. They haven't done it all year. That could happen. And, and my dad kind of broke it down. He said it's simple. You know that Duke is not better than Louisville. And think about it this way. You worry about some matchups and if Curry gets hot and things like that. There's no, there's no guard on Louisville's team that can guard Russ Smith and Peyton Steve. And that's exactly what it came down to. They were getting layups out there. And that's what com- it comes back to me. Russ Smith... Today he was named a third-team AP All-American. I think the fact I think people are watching him do what he's done in the tournament, and and are probably thinking, well, maybe maybe I maybe some maybe somehow the the Notre Dame or the Notre Dame six overtime game loss maybe that's why I didn't vote him because there's no there's no reason why he shouldn't be a first or second team All-American. No no there's no reason for it. He's going to be the MVP of this tournament if Bull wins it all, deservingly so, and he he's just that good. And, and Peyton Siva is playing his best basketball right now. Early on in the game, just getting into the middle of the lane, finding finding the open finding the open teammate, drawing defenders, knocking down shots, playing with a lot of confidence. And nobody deserve everybody on this team is going to deserve it because they they all you know it's the collective goal, and this is a great team that obviously preaches team first over you know individuals. But Peyton Siva's now gone to two Final Fours in a row. He has he's second all time in career, career assist. He's first all time in steals. He has gone, like I said, back-to-back Final Fours. If he gets a championship this year, I really hope that he is embraced the way that he should be, and they all should be embraced for being a part of a championship team. Russ Smith is going to be probably the MVP of the tournament. That's fine. But Peyton Siva, when Louisville was down in the last in his career, when Louisville was down, they had some down times. They did. They lost it to, to uh, his freshman year. He didn't take a lot of grief because he didn't play enough, in my opinion. But when they lost to Moorhead State, he took a little bit of the blame, deservingly so. Um, last year during the regular season when Louisville was having a, having those terrible ups and downs, and towards the end it was a lot more down, and he took a lot of the blame. I remember our, our own fan base here, Louisville's fans, calling for his head, saying, you know, he, he can't get it done. Weren't See, you one of those guys? No. <laughs> not during the stretch, but before the season, I think. Were you not one of the Russ Smith haters, I guess you could say? I'm talking about Siva. Oh, I think you said Smith. No. I'm sorry. 
I, I, Russ Smith is, is clearly clearly proved me wrong, and as I mentioned, he's one of the best players I've gotten a chance to watch. But Peyton Siva is who I'm talking about. No, that's who I was ahead on. I was Peyton Siva is a guy who is, and I said earlier this year when I say Peyton Siva is who he is, doesn't mean I'm, I'm I'm you know giving him a grief. I'm just saying he that's the player he is. But there's never been a part of me that thought that well he's just not that good. He's overrated. He can't get it done. Get him out of here. And there's fans that have said that. And I the reason why I've never been able to stick with that is because I've seen him when he's brilliant. And he's not necessarily brilliant now, but he's playing really well, and he's good. And and I think his play, his his ability to keep to keep it to you know to, to I guess I should say to keep his his head and, and not turn the ball over and distribute and just overall he he's playing as good as I mean the backcourt Siva and Smith. I mean I will I give Syracuse a lot of credit for what Brandon Trish and Michael Card Williams have done in in this tournament. You look at Michigan's backcourt. I I've always talked a lot of noise about Michigan not being good, and it wasn't. It was just because I didn't buy them as being an elite. I thought they looked very, very beatable. But the way their guards are playing right now, what they did to Florida yesterday, that's a that that bat that backcourt is having a, a great tournament too. But Russ Smith and Peyton Siva together, it, it, that's what it came down to yesterday. Louisville's defense from top to bottom was great, but the offense of Peyton Siva and Russ Smith, they just couldn't guard him. And, and it was either Russ Smith and Peyton Siva were going to get to the rim and finish, or they were going to get to the rim and draw a defender and dump it off to Gorgie Zhang or Shane Bahannon. And while I'm giving out high praise for, for yesterday's game, which everybody deserves it because everybody played great uh, for the most part, Shane Bahannon scored the first six points of the game, had eight points total, eight rebounds total, uh, had a little, little stretch there where he lost the ball, then fouled, then gave the ball to the wrong team there. But I thought he he stepped up to the occasion. I think his intensity early on and his play to start the game really helped Louisville get on that roll. Um, and and I do want to take our break here, come back a little bit, talk about the women's game, and and talk a little bit, um, um, talk a little bit more about you know potentially down the road, you know Louisville gonna. I don't want to get too much into Wichita State yet, not not just yet. We got all week to do that. But um, with Kevin Ware gone, obviously you know that's going to impact your your lineup. And I think a lot of people, as Mayor mentioned, I don't think people realize. You know, Russ Smith and Peyton Seaver, they were doing a lot, but Kevin Ware's importance, I mean, he, he had, against Oregon, had it not been for his, his you know, his spark with Siva in foul trouble and Siva sick as a dog, I mean, that, Russ, or Kevin Ware was a huge part of that win. I mean, that was their closest game in the tournament so far, and had you not had Kevin Ware's performance, it would have been a lot closer. I think Wayne Blackshear has to step up and play a little better, has to be more consistent, has to be able to give you those has to give you 20-minute stretches where he can play and not come out. and Because and, he gets pulled a lot. And now I used, to, I used to defend it quite a bit, but now I can't because, you know, there's no reason. I mean, Luke Hancock has given you more. And that's, that's just that's, that's a fact. But, but a guy like Tim Henderson, too, I don't know how much he'll play overall. Not sure if he's going to be a guy that's going to get much more minutes. But he's still going to play. And yesterday he got in, and the fact that nobody noticed he was in in the first half is a good sign because he wasn't hurting you. He wasn't turning the ball over, and he was playing good defense, too. And Henderson is always, I've always said it, he's a lot better than people ever give him credit for because he plays with, with gr- good guards. And he's never going to be a Kevin Ware. Let's be honest, he's not going to step in and do what Kevin Ware was doing, but he's a guy who can give you some spot minutes. And the fact that he knocked down that three, he's got to get his confidence going because uh, with guys like Pe- with, Pe- with Peyton Steven Russ Smith on the floor, you know, who knows, he might get open looks when he's in there. And to get his confidence going is only going to help this team. We're going to get to our break. 502-384-1450 is number. We'll take some calls. Try to squeeze some phone calls in on the last segment here if we can. Make sure you stick with us here inside the press box. Presented to you by Dream JP Pearl Realtors. Yeah, yeah. A town is only being a town. A town, a town, a town. 
You are inside the press box, presented by Dream JP Pearl Realtors. To get involved on the show, call in on the Oxmore Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 502-384-1450. You are inside the press box, presented by Dream J.P. Pirtle Realtors. To get involved on the show, call in on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 502-384-1450. Welcome back inside the press box here on 1450 The Sports Bus, presented to you by Dream JP Perta Realtors. Got about eight minutes left in the show. Um, we've been talking a whole lot about yesterday's uh, big day for Louisville basketball. We're going to get to the baseball game as well, as it was the um, easily um, the biggest, the biggest, probably the biggest. They, they didn't even make the Final Four with that win for Jeff Walls, but it was a one of the biggest upsets in college basketball. You said basketball. baseball, by the way. Did I say baseball? You're watching the Reds That's, game yeah, in there I, right I now. The, yeah. What's the score on that? I'm by the, the way? last guy to talk baseball, and I don't know what the score is. I'm, I, I, I was. <laughs> Shocked because I'm looking at this Mutures furniture store and it's a Pete Rose. Pete Rose doing a furniture ad for somebody and it looks like it was recorded with an iPhone. It was. It's one one middle be going of six, for, by the way. Must be going for cheap, yeah. Because I'm so concerned about that baseball score. Thanks, Bacon. Really <laughs> love baseball. But anyways, um, today is is April first. You know what April first means, Bacon? April Fool's Day, baby. April Fool's Day. Fool's Day. And I'm not a big fan of April Fool's Day because you could really mess with somebody on April Fool's. I mean, you could really you could really mess with somebody like. Like my wife, if she ever like told me she's pregnant and it was an April Fool's joke, I might get a hire a divorce attorney because that's not funny. Um, but I last, think it's pretty humorous. <laughs> last night I'm doing the TV show with Greg Brown, the Sunday Sports Buzz, and we, you know, obviously with a big day like it was yesterday, we had phone lines, you know, the entire show, uh, and, and you know, we talked to a lot of a lot of fans who called in and, and, and all that. It was great to get a lot of fan reaction. And, and David Yates, our technical producer of the show. Uh, each but in the, with with the TV, it's a live TV calling show. Actually, the only live TV calling show here in, in Kentucky and area. So make sure you guys check that out Sundays. Uh, Greg Brown is the host from eleven to midnight on Channel Twenty One. But anyways, each break they have to come in and give and give a sheet. Uh, it's not like a, because it's live. You have to literally tell you uh, to write down. Here's your callers. Go to these guys in a row. And towards the last segment, uh, David comes in before for the last commercial and says, "We've got we've got Joe, we've got Tim, and we've got Tammy." And he stopped and he said, Tammy, she's a big talker, and Tammy is going to talk, and she likes Nick. And I'm thinking, what do you mean? And we're kind of laughing. He said, she, she, she said that you're a handsome little devil. And I'm thinking, this is probably somebody messing with me because – and I'll be honest with you, I wasn't – you know, um, I'm not exactly a great-looking guy. Women don't throw themselves at me. So at first I'm thinking it's somebody joking, joking around. And I don't know, you know what it was, but we ended up getting Tammy on the show, and she went into to great length talking about UofL. She didn't mention anything about me, but David told me that while she was calling in to get on the show, she had, she was kept you know talking about me, which made me think that one of my friends was probably drunk and, and calling to, to to mess with me. So it's kind of out of sight, out of mind, right? You know, I'm, it's you know whatever it was. This either David was messing with me, and because when she got on air, she never mentioned anything about it, but. I wake up this morning to a, from, with a text from a number that I don't know. 
And I said, you know, said, oh, do you have your phone number like on Facebook page? No, or something? no, okay. my, no. And you're very one of few people that that I, that has my number. So and I know you would never give it out. And I and yeah. I'm, David doesn't even have my number, so he didn't give it out. <laughs> but it's a number that I don't know that says good morning. And I'm thinking, you know, who is this? So I, that's all I said. Good morning. Um, who is this? I didn't have the number. Say you've done that before, where somebody texts you and you probably think you know, but you didn't save the number. And they said it's Tammy. And I hate asking <laughs> that person like, who are you? Yeah. And she, they said it's Tammy. So I wrote back, LOL. Who is this? And she said, it's Tammy from last night. And I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? Then I realized it's April Fool's, and I'm thinking somebody's messing with me. So I reached out to figure out who it was, and nobody said anything. Nobody's responded yet. You're still in mystery? Yes. So but you have a stalker apparently out there. I think it's a joke, but I want to know who's doing it. Just somebody come up and face it. Because what if my wife finds my phone and sees that I'm— Maybe she's doing it. No, Maybe she's behind it. Well— the only thing that's creepy is that there really was a woman that called in last night named Tammy who wasn't somebody that I knew that was a genuine caller. You that had was no a idea fan. of her voice when she called. They disguised it well they, enough. Well, I, I don't know, Tammy, if you're out there listening and you're real. Um, you sounded <laughs> a lot real. older. You sounded a lot older. I don't mean to, that Ooh, in a bad a way. Cougar there. I got so it. <laughs> I'm talking like older than Cougar. <laughs> so and if, you, if there's somebody out there that can, that can disguise that voice that well, then, you know, there you go. I don't know. But I, I, I want to know who's pulling the April Fool's joke and at least just fess up. Well, or tell me who, who the hell gave Tammy my phone number. You're a handsome little devil, though. Handsome little you, devil. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I had the shirt and tie on last night. I dressed. It's a Final Four edition. Yeah. So I dressed up and, you know, it said I was a handsome little devil, which I think my grandma told me that when I was, you know, went to church with her as a child. <laughs> 502-384-1450. I do want to try to squeeze in some phone calls real quick before we get out of here. Bacon, who we got on the line? It's Cheree. Cherie, welcome. In. Oh, Cherie hung up on me. She is a woman too. I was thinking maybe this has something. She's going to out do. to find Tammy to to to, to give her some competition. I guess. <laughs> when I when I answered the phone, she said, uh, "Hi, my name's Cherie." And you were telling that story. I thought maybe this might be connected. Maybe you made her mad. Maybe she got jealous that there is a Tammy and she hung up on us. I don't know. Bizarre story, nonetheless. We are almost out of time. Got about three minutes left in the show. Uh, and, and really, I, I, I was kind of emotionally, not emotionally, because, you know, I didn't have a good cry necessarily, but it was almost as if I was just drained this morning when I got up. I'm excited Louisville's in the Final Four. Jeff Walls, and we'll get to that real quick before we get out of here, but it just seemed like a draining kind of day, and I, I wanted to get this show not over with. I was excited to do it. I was excited to talk about it, obviously, but it was just kind of where do you start? And one thing we haven't touched on yet is that upset from the women's team. I talked about it a little bit with Mayer, who called in earlier, I can I can watch this team and root for them not just because it's Louisville but they have entertaining players and Anita Antonita Slaughter uh, her brother actually I played against and with him in high school um, went to play for WKU she had a great game uh, and in it's not an upset is because Louisville's not good they are a good team they're a solid team the third best team in the Big East outside of Notre Dame and UConn who are always great and Jeff Walsh has done some great things in the last few years there. A guy who is very, I mean, if Louisville can keep him, then they're going to be in great shape because he is going to continue to build this basketball program. But it's because it was, it was an upset that, that you know, monumental because Baylor is, is unreal. Brittany Griner is the best women's basketball player that I've ever seen, and I mean that. I, didn't, I mean, maybe I just don't watch a lot of girls' basketball, but there's no, never been somebody so dominant in their sport like that. It's like Wilt Chamberlain. I mean, that's how dominant she is. And... The you know it, it, they knock off Baylor now they got to go play Tennessee to get to the Final Four and you you know that's it, going to be a tough task too but Jeff Walls what he did he put together a game plan and those kids stuck with it they stuck with it they stuck with it. they got very physical with Brittany Grind I don't think they were taking any cheap shots 
But, you know, kudos to him and the program because that is a huge win, and hopefully they can get one more and get to the Final Four, and we'll have both the men's and women's team in the Final Four. But um, overall, a huge day yesterday for Louisville basketball, and we'll continue to talk about that all this week as Louisville is set. They've punched their ticket to Atlanta for the Final Four, taking on Wichita State, the nine seed. We'll get to that, talk about much more, and want to thank you all for tuning in today. Make sure you check us out tomorrow. We'll be back on air from 5 to 6. This has been another edition of Inside the Press Box presented to you by Dream JP Proto Realtors.